What's going on? Matt Zavoka here from AwesomeO.com, bringing you the divisional round main slate contenders video, the Saturday Sunday slate here. I love these multi day main slates here. We got a lot of awesome contests and four incredible games here, starting with the Bengals at the Titans, then at the Saturday night slot, it is the 49ers versus the Packers, two teams with a ton of history and two teams that don't like each other. Then on Sunday, arguably the best day here, it's the Rams and the Buccaneers, and then the Bills versus the Chiefs. Oh man, I'm so excited for this weekend. Before we get into this one, go ahead and like this video, subscribe to the channel so that you always know when we're going live. You guys know what to do. And if you could give me, Matt Savoka, a follow on Twitter, at Draftaholic, that would be much appreciated as well. We'd also like to thank our presenting sponsor, FanUp. FanUp has a flex ball NFL playoff contest featuring $200,000 to first place, and you have the ability to pick a new team every single week of the playoffs. They also have weekly prizes like authenticated NFL jerseys from Fanatics. That's what I'm talking about. And if you use promo code AWESOMO when you sign up, you get 2,000 bonus points, which is the equivalent of $20, no deposit required. And for every three entries you have into that Flex Ball contest, you will get $25 off as well. So definitely check out Fan Up today. Okay, guys, on the screen, you have my 10 through 6 on this four-game slate for these top players. George Kittle coming in at 43% chance of being in the optimal lineup here on FanDuel. Kittle has been used mostly as a blocker of late, and really Brandon Ayuk has been the more consistent receiver here, but George Kittle had three straight games with over 90 yards receiving earlier this year, and two straight games of 150 yards receiving. There's only a few tight ends in the world with that kind of ceiling in their range of outcomes. George Kittle is one of them. He's coming in at number 10. At number nine, T. Higgins, a quiet day in the wild card weekend, but we still know what the ceiling is. In week 16, he had 194 yards receiving coming into the optimal lineup essentially the same exact amount as George Kittle at 43% then at number eight AJ Dillon Aaron Jones is probably the most healthy he's been all season but AJ Dillon has earned the right to get touches in this Green Bay offense with a week of just getting healthy in general not surprised to see AJ Dillon at number eight sneaking in ahead of Higgins and Kittle then at number seven Rob Gronkowski talk about players at the tight end position with a 30 point ceiling Gronkowski absolutely has that here not as high a, a likelihood as a player like Kelsey or Kittle but Gronkowski in that Buccaneers offense is probably going to be called on for at least seven targets maybe even more here and then number six Devontae Adams an 8700 salary is tough for Devontae Adams but still in one third of our simulations he's scoring 25 fantasy points or more and in just 22 percent of our simulations he's scoring under 10 fantasy points he is is number six on our top plays list doesn't quite make the top five though who does let's watch and find out at number five Joe Mixon Joe Mixon running back for the Cincinnati Bengals was third in the NFL this season in total carries and 28th in total targets he was fourth in total touchdowns making him fifth in fantasy points per game at the running back position and against Tennessee who is pretty mediocre in terms of run defense, in terms of the, of the 14 teams that qualified for the playoffs. I think Joe Mixon has a chance to get back on track after a pretty middling performance against the Las Vegas Raiders. I kind of expected more from Joe Mixon, but the touches are still going to be there. The 
player who's number four in the NFL in opportunity share and weighted opportunity share, I should mention, has such a high floor here. Yes, there are some bigger names, even than Joe Mixon on this slate, and there are some better value options that you could get to, but still, 23% of the time, you're scoring 25 fantasy points. That's a solid, solid option at just 7,800 in salary. Median projection of 14.5 doesn't blow us out of the water, but it's certainly good enough. Joe Mixon, even as an underdog on the road, comes into the optimal lineup 47% of the time. At number four, it's Cam Akers, and it was really exciting to see Cam Akers get back onto the field for the regular season finale and then really get utilized in that wild card round. Now, he wasn't the most effective rusher, just 3.2 yards per carry, but it's really exciting to see him play so many snaps. He got 17 carries, added a target as well, two targets and a catch as well, and a big 40-yard catch at that. So Cam Akers is officially back after Absolutely. He's splitting uh, the backfield with Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle will still get his run. And Michelle was used inside the goal line, or excuse me, inside the 10 yard line, as well as Akers last week. Still, I'm really excited to see a median projection of over a dozen FanDuel fantasy points at just 5,700. Yes, this team is going on the road. And yes, traditionally, Tampa Bay has been a very strong rush defense, but they actually finished outside the top 20 in yards allowed per carry this season and were only 12th in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to the running back position. So, yes, it, there are some things to be concerned about here. It's a timeshare running back. You usually don't play road running backs who are underdogs. But still, Cam Akers, that salary is still too enticing. And he's getting over 25 fantasy points in a solid 13% of our simulations. I'll take it. A 50% chance of being in the optimal lineup. At number three, not to be outdone with exciting comebacks, Derek Henry, arguably the league's best rusher when healthy. And in the two games that he played before breaking his foot, getting injured, 28 carries, 29 carries the week before that, and a total of two targets in those games. You know that Derrick Henry is used primarily on the ground, and when he is healthy, he is used on the ground a lot, a lot. So I do expect Derrick Henry to A, play, and B, get close to, if not get to, his normal amount of touches here. Probably more likely for 25 total opportunities than 30, but 30 is absolutely in the range of outcomes. Look at the amount of times he's scoring over 25 fantasy points, 38% of the time. That's fantastic. And a 17-point median projection right on the way back from injury. <laughs> he hasn't played since week eight. That's a little bullish for the awesome projections, but I absolutely understand here. You play home favorite running backs who are going to get a bulk of the carries, and that's what Derrick Henry is. You know what the ceiling is as well. A 9,000 salary, you're not getting any kind of discount in that first week back, but he's still in the optimal lineup 51% of the time. At number two, Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup is the best receiver in football by far this season, number one in basically every metric you can think of, targets, red zone targets, receptions, receiving yards, yards after the catch, total touchdowns, fantasy points per game, yards per route run. The man is just on a completely other level here and it continued in the wild card round he's scoring over 25 fantasy points in a ridiculous 43 percent of our simulations this is a quarterback level salary and a quarterback level median and ceiling projection it's incredible to see what cooper cup has done especially with odell beckham scoring so many touchdowns cup has barely slowed down 
at all here. And Tampa Bay, quietly one of the worst defenses left in the NFL. I talked about when I was talking about Cam Akers, the struggles that they've had on the ground. Well, they're a pass funnel defense. They are the second worst defense of all playoff teams in schedule adjusted fantasy points to receiving cores here. And that's bad news when you're playing Odell Beckham and Tyler Higby and of course, Cooper Cup. A 9,500 salary is absolutely warranted for a player like this. The floor and ceiling is just so high. As I've said every week at this point, fade Cooper Cup at your own risk. He's in the optimal lineup 52% of the time. Now, before I reveal my final play, my number one play on FanDuel for this divisional round main slate, just want to remind you guys, go ahead and like this video, subscribe to the channel so that you always know when we're going live, you guys know what to do. And if you could give me, Matt Savoca, a follow on Twitter, at Draftaholic, that would be much appreciated as well. Also, comment below, which of these have been your favorite, maybe your least favorite picks? I know some of you got on me because I recorded for the main slate early, and I mentioned a player who ended up staying on IR. Well, sometimes that happens when you got to record, but I always like to hear from you guys. Please let me know what you like, what you don't like. I digress. And thanks again to our presenting sponsor, FanUp. Check out their Flex Ball contest for the playoffs and get those 2,000 bonus points when you sign up using promo code AWESOMO. Okay, let's get into my number one play on FanDuel for this main slate. And at number one, yeah, I'm tempting fate again because Leonard Fournette still has not been activated off of IR, but I still think it's worthwhile to show you what the simulations look like if he plays here because it is so valuable. At 7,000 in salary, he is sort of that skeleton key because he gets you a dozen point median projection, 13.6 to be exact, and a 20 plus percent chance of scoring 25 fantasy points. So at that salary point, you usually don't get that ceiling point. That's why Leonard Fournette continues to pop for us again if he plays. It's gonna be a little bit more complicated in the Tampa Bay backfield if he doesn't. And I should mention that offensive line got beat up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Both players, the tackle and the center are trying to play for the Buccaneers, but if they don't, that could be troublesome. That could be absolutely troublesome here, but still, I have to show you guys what the simulations say for Fournette if he's in. Obviously, we're gonna bump up every other player if he's out, but it looks like he is the best combination of median and ceiling compared to salary on this FanDuel slate. He comes in at number one in 55% of our optimal lineups. And that is gonna do it for the divisional round main slate contenders video on FanDuel. If you're looking for the DraftKings version of this video, it's around here somewhere on the channel. Go ahead and look for it. Also, I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, FanUp, one more time. We will be back with all the Sunday slate needs that you have for both the Sunday only slate and the Sunday night slate. Oh man, Bills versus Chiefs. Are you kidding? This is gonna be awesome. Until then, I'm Matt Savoka from awesomeo.com. We'll see you guys next time.